Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's nice and mild today, Carly, isn't it? Not too bad, not like the last time. Yeah, exactly. We're not getting blown into the shed. All right, let's see what's in the shed then today. Close this for a second. Alrighty. Okay, so everything looks pretty cool here. So, um. Well, I have been cooling things because right. it's that time of year. So, we kind of just um, drop temperatures a little bit and let them settle down for the winter. So, what are we going to talk about today? I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks, by the yeah, way. So, it's yeah. very nice to be back in the Critter Shed, Collie Ennis. Yeah. I don't know, I was thinking um, maybe we might talk about parasites. <gasps> I love parasites. Maybe. But I don't know much. Well, I I don't know either. I might have a friend who knows a thing or two about them. Wouldn't it be amazing? Oh, there's somebody what? at the door. It's, oh, my God. Oh, my God. How I are heard you? you might need a parasitologist. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if you were waiting there. Pull that over there. There's a, there's a little latch. Perfect. want to keep whatever. I have a seat down there. Oh, Sit so down. Bit of an L squeeze in here. Tea and everything. Yeah, perfect. So, who are you? I am Maureen Williams. I am a parasitology graduate student at Trinity College Dublin, where I met Kali and where, you know, we study all sorts of parasites and what they do and how they control their hosts. Oh, my God. Where do you stand on parasites, Kali? I have not a notion. My experience with parasites is basically trying to get rid of them from animals that I keep. And so I deal a lot with like amoebas and, and smaller stuff like that. But um, I find the whole uh, mind control and all that kind of stuff very fascinating. So fill us in. <laughs> Do you have any favourite parasites? Oh, it's hard to pick from among my children. Um, <laughs> so there's a lot of options here. Um, one of my favorites at the moment are probably nematomorph worms. They're called horsehair worms because they're thin and slender. They look like a horse's hair. We're not very creative um, in our naming. So what they do is they actually infect crickets. What they make the crickets do is take a long walk off a short pier, and then they essentially explode out of the cricket. The parasite continues its life cycle in the water, and then you're left with a dead floating cricket, wow, which wow. is an easy snack for any fish. Um, so they're, they're really important for their ecosystem. Is, is that the video I've seen recently of the praying mantis with... A long, very thin um, worm coming out of its backside after it's dropped into a bucket of water. 
That's exactly what yeah. that is. They are so spooky. Um, mm-hmm. And you find them kind of everywhere around the world. And they're hugely important. Like, they do a really important job in their ecosystems. Parasites, you know, everyone thinks of them and, you know, all oh, parasites, they're the worst. They're so gross. But uh, they need a publicist. They do a lot of good stuff, too. They... Sell them to us. Sell yeah. us parasites. Be their PR person. <laughs> For once, it's not me. <laughs> For once, it's not me trying to sell a weird animal. <laughs> what, what would happen if we didn't have them? I mean, why do we need them? Well, half of all species are parasites. Okay. Literally, half. So, really? Yeah, exactly. Isn't that amazing? Wow. That's That's one of my favorite parasite facts. And so they're, they're, they're found in every ecosystem. And then you look at the fact that they do control their hosts. And so they have this really important role to play where they make everything run. They're kind of like the puppet masters behind the scenes that we don't always see. Wow. Um, but, you know, they, they're really fascinating creatures. And they every type of lifestyle, every type of animal. So you get, you know, some crustaceans. So like, like lobsters almost that are parasites. Oh. You get, yeah, you get everything down to tiny little viruses. And, you know, all of that is parasites. It's wow. fascinating. Actually, there's a good question that I've always wondered. What defines a parasite as being a parasite? I automatically go to the microbial type of parasite. But I, I know there's crustaceans that live in fish's mouths or replace their tongues, freaky stuff like that. Are they considered parasites as well? 100%. Oh, yeah. Right, cool. um, so you're talking about chymotha? Yes. Um, so they are little, they're kind of like pill bugs um, mm-hmm. or like roly polies, we call those. They bite off the tongue of a fish and then clamp on to the tongue nice. stump. But the cool thing that they do is they actually then function as the fish's tongue. And the fish don't seem to be too terribly bothered by right. it. So they keep on living their life. And actually, recently, in the last like, two years, we've started to find them in sharks as well, which is fascinating. Yeah, it hadn't been recorded previously. So, you know, parasites, one of the reasons why I love them is because we're just, we're still finding out so much about them that we never knew before. And it's one of the few areas where it's just, you know, constant new discoveries. Mm. And it's it's just an exciting place to be, exciting time. If you ever find them in people, they'll warn us because there'll be no French kissing going on if there's <laughs> parasitic tongues involved. <laughs> you don't want to get... <laughs> going uh, down that path. What do the tongues do though? What do they do when they're functioning as the tongue? Oh, so they just they move back and forth exactly like uh-huh. a tongue does. They help them break down their food. They take little bits of it sometimes. Mm-hmm. That's how they keep living. Right. So they they you know functionally they just replace the tongue. Yeah. And they don't actually harm the fish as such. Um, they take a little bit of its blood, but not a terrible amount. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, that's the least you can do is donate a small bit of your blood. <laughs> I mean, for people, yeah. yeah. But, um, oh, yeah, I was supposed to say, so parasites. What is a parasite? <laughs> we have arguments about that constantly. If you ever want to see a heated debate at a conference, man. Um, so everyone kind of has a slightly different definition. And we're sort of at a point where we're trying to work it into kind of these broad definitions. But the way that I always say is a parasite is something that lives on or in another animal. It needs to in order to live. And it wouldn't be able to reproduce without living on or in that animal at some point. Right. Cool. Okay. And is there a thin line then between uh, symbiotic relationships and parasitic ones? So parasitic relationships are a type of symbiosis. Right. Right. So symbiosis is all the different relationships where animals interact with each other. And parasitism is just kind of the grossest. Well, maybe other than cannibalism, yeah. but <laughs> the grossest option there. Okay. <laughs> Has anybody here in this shed and... This goes no further because it's just the three of us, right? Yeah, no yeah. one's listening. Has anybody here had any parasites on or in them that you know? That's a good question. 
yeah, I have worms in, in my poo when I was a baby. <laughs> and I also had lice, head lice. Oh, yeah. So there's the two things that, you know what I mean? Are they, That's the only lice I've ever had. Yeah. Are they parasites? They are, definitely, yeah. Um, and... I was going to say the one that I thought of immediately was pinworms, which are the ones that you get in your nether regions when you're kind of younger, make you really itchy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, a lot of people probably have had parasites and maybe not known it. Mm -hmm. I've heard some stories about parasites down through the years, and I think the one that just gives me the shivers but also makes me think, wow, is the story I heard about a parasitic wasp that lands on a caterpillar and with surgical precision injects something into the caterpillar that I think immobilizes it. And then at some point shortly after, the wasp lays an egg inside the caterpillar. And as the larva inside the caterpillar develops, it munches away on the still living fresh caterpillar. And it's programmed so that as it grows and munches, it doesn't munch on the vital organs so that the caterpillar stays alive until the last bit of the, the larval stage where it's ready to fly off and it just goes, you know, I'll have that liver. And then it flies off and leaves a, a husk of a caterpillar behind it. And Charles Darwin, when he was studying parasites, parasites were the thing that sort of pushed him over the edge and said, it cannot be a god. Like, <laughs> yeah, what right, sadistic, yeah. fucked up mind of a god would would actually make something like that? Attenborough said the same thing about the parasite that eats children's eyeballs. He says, I cannot really, I cannot, anyone who says to me, your programs show me the beauty of nature, why do you always deny God or never mention him? And he goes, well, it's very nice talking about butterflies and flowers, but he said, I have to talk, think about the parasitic worm that eats the child's eye in Africa. I can't put that yeah. in the same category. Yeah, you know, so. Talking about the, the parasitic wasps there, mm-hmm. yeah. the tarantula wasps are my mortal enemy and I see them all <laughs> over the place when I go away what do they the, do? the exact same thing that that, that the the, um, the parasitic wasp mm. does to the caterpillar they actively go out hunt spiders there's actually an arms uh, evolutionary arms race going on mm. sometimes the spiders get away mm. sometimes they don't the big uh, tarantula wasps sting them paralyze them bury them in the ground in a little chamber mm. and again the the, the maggot of the wasp will eat everything bar the essential organs mm. first and then emerge so yeah there's a there's a it, it's a pretty gross thing we have our own species of parasitic well, a few of them in, really? in Ireland yeah we do you see it with, I see it with the caterpillars on the cabbage white caterpillars mm. they turn into the their little um, chrysalis and instead of turning into a chrysalis, they turn into a disgusting blob that looks like the end of Gremlins, where, where you know where they explode. With the, that's what they look like, and it's all the little tiny wasp cocoons oh, wow. being webbed up. Yeah, it's really awesome to look at. Kali is so right when he says it's this arms race. So you build a defense, the parasite figures out how to get around the defense. So you end up in this situation where everything is so tightly evolved together. 
that, you know, this one wasp can infect a different type of caterpillar because they've evolved so closely together. Mm. It's fascinating. Um, there's a whole field of science that studies that because it, it is, it's this close, rapid evolution where you're just fighting back and forth. What's fascinating, kind of related, there's actually fungus that do similar things to ants. So this is Ophicordyceps, and they've shown this year as well, paper came out, where they showed that the fungus is actually able to physically pull the muscles of the ant to make it do what it needs to do. So this is a oh mushroom, essentially, God. that is pulling on the muscles of an ant. Is that not amazing? Oh, right? it's just, that's just horrifying so- and so incredible at the same time. It's yeah. mind-boggling. I hope they don't evolve into anything that will... Oh, here we go. Um, so... <laughs> you had to say it. Oh, God, I'm freaking out. So they haven't yet. But have you heard of the video game The Last of Us? Um, it went super... It's so popular. If you have some free time and want to, you know, yeah. do nothing... Oh, my God, it's amazing. <laughs> um, but the entire game is based on the premise that Ophicordyceps, this exact parasite, moves into humans, oh. right? And they had a consultant parasitologist oh. working on the game. Very good. <laughs> I, I remember an episode of The X-Files from years ago that they dug in some ice when... They- There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Ice was melting and a fungus got out. Do you remember that more? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's what started me on this journey. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's, it's incredible. And, you know, the more we're able to look at these things, the more we see... All of this exciting stuff, like the study where they fe- they found the muscle pulling, you know, they, they did this really intense microscopy and they were able to like visualize it all and then construct 3D models. It's incredible. So that analogy of, of a puppeteer is, is actually not really an analogy. It's it's what's happening with this. God. Yeah, it's terrifying and God. fascinating at the same time. Yeah. Right, if I was to have a, a favourite bedtime story about parasites, it would be about Toxo. Toxoplasma gondii. Yeah. 
can you tell me a bedtime story about Toxoplasma Gandhi? So, Toxoplasma Gandhi was a small little parasite. Um, <laughs> Once um, upon a time. <laughs> in a land not so far away because it is spread globally. Um, so, Toxoplasma Gandhi, um, have you ever heard that pregnant women shouldn't clean a litter box? Yes. This is exactly why. So it's something that infects humans um, kind of on accident. We're not the target host. But when it gets into us, if you're pregnant or if you have a compromised immune system, it can really hurt you. Otherwise, most people get it and you're just walking around living your life. You get prevalence up to like 50% in some countries. Um, But what it does is it lives in mice and rats and cats is kind of the ideal life cycle. So they want to start their life in a nice little mouse and their life in a cat where they're able to reproduce. In order to make that happen, I don't know if you've seen, you know, Tom and Jerry. Mm -hmm. It's false. (laughs) Cats and mice do not like each other like that. (laughs) But so, so, you know, the parasite has a problem. It's stuck in the mouse. What's it going to do? Well, it hijacks the mouse's brain, and it actually makes it so that the mice go towards the smell of cat urine instead of away from it. So they're actually attracted to the smell of cat urine. Um, so once once they've you know found their cat that they're going to, the cat gets an easy snack. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to work very hard. A parasite enters the cat and reproduces. Really gross. Really awesome. Um, but yeah, it has this it has this um, what we call like a paratenic host cycle, which is where the paratenic. So we're not the ideal. We're just para, uh, sort of the same. Um, so the paratenic life cycle is when it ends up in us. There's been a lot of research recently on whether it actually controls our behavior or not. There's a lot of arguments that it does. So in the past, it's been linked to things like um, aggressive behavior. It's been linked to road rage. And this year, sorry, this has been a bumper year for parasitology. (laughs) Um, This year, a really exciting study came out that showed that it's actually tightly linked to entrepreneurial activity. Wow. So if you have the parasite, you're more likely to open a business. Mm. You're more likely to keep it going. You're Mm. more likely to take the risks that are necessary. So, you know, who knows? Maybe we wouldn't have, you know, the capitalist system we have without this parasite. I read read as well that a lot of bikers... And they've done autopsies on, on the bodies by or test their blood that the vast majority of them had toxo in them, which is which is amazing. Mm. Is that true? Yeah. So so there have been arguments that it's tightly associated with risky behavior. So that, I mean, that's what entrepreneurial behavior is. Mm, at the end of the yeah, day, yeah, it's yeah. it's taking risks. Um, and it's it's just fascinating that you know. I think people like to think that everything they choose to do is their own choice and everything is their Mm -hmm. own decision. But there could be situations where parasites are changing Mm. our baseline, you know, so it is your decision, but your baseline has shifted. How big is this parasite, this Toxoplasma gondii? Microscopic. So, you know, even if you have it, you're probably fine. Do not worry. (laughs) Everything is okay. But, you know, maybe open a business. <laughs> is it, is it when the cysts go into the brain that they start changing things? So is that what happens? Yeah, so it does travel into your brain. Mm. Um, and they think that it's actually probably linked to altered levels of neurotransmitters. Mm. But it's really hard to do that work on people just because, you know, I don't want to open up my brain for anyone. Yeah. But I was talking to a guy called Yaroslav Flager, who is, I think, one of the first people to start studying that. And he started studying it because he he thought he himself was infected with something that was changing his behavior. He's from Prague and he was indulging in a lot of very risky behavior in the late 80s. So he started studying his own biology, I guess, to see if he was infected with something. And that's where he, he started thinking about toxo and and what it does. But he also said a couple of interesting things. He was saying like it has a different effect on men and women. 
it makes men very disheveled looking and makes women very stylish. Hold on a minute. Hold on. <laughs> let's take let's take a quick scan here. So, have you heard about that? I haven't yet. No, that's fascinating. Um, but I know that Prague Prague is like a really strong history of parasitology really? as far as cities go, and we also have a somewhat unfortunate history of a lot of self experimentation. Right. You know, there's one of uh, one of the students who started in Trinity ended up infecting herself with malaria on purpose Oof. to be part of a vaccine trial. You know, we we have this huge history of you don't want to give someone else it, so you give it to yourself. (laughs) Toxo is just fascinating, and I feel like we're only scratching the surface of it, you know? Like any of these things, we don't really understand everything that's happening. We don't know. um, People have put forward thoughts that it might be linked to things like bipolar disorder, but there's just so much work to be done. Mm. Like, if you want to get into this, now is a great time. Like, there's just so much to find out still. Wow. That's really cool. Would it hold up in court if I was to rob a bank and just scream, it was a toxo? And would you come to my defence? Collie, <laughs> I'd be at your defence nowhere. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, he was awful. We knew it from the start. <laughs> they were coming out of his ears. There cases with parasites, as in there will be with viruses, where you jump species, or is there anything like that? So that can absolutely happen. Um, so there is documented cases where they switch hosts. So usually it's something that's quite similar. There was a very cool one that happened where um, they documented a parasite jumped from seals to birds recently, which was really fascinating because those are very different. They have very different body temperatures. They have very different underlying physiology. And um, they did this whole genetic tracing study to figure out that that was what had happened. Um, It was on this remote island, so there weren't a lot of other options for the parasite. And uh, necessity is the mother of all invention. Um, so, So they can switch species. It's not super common. So the study species that I focus on, they're these tiny freshwater shrimp. And even then, the parasites from the UK will not infect the shrimp in Ireland. Mm-hmm. So you, you get different situations where sometimes parasites are flexible, sometimes they're very rigid, um, sometimes the hosts have really good defenses, sometimes they don't. And some parasites have these multi-host life cycles. So toxo, which has to go through at least two different hosts, that's a multi-host or a complex life cycle parasite. You have others that just go directly into one host, so that's more of a simple life cycle. And there's been a lot of um, speculation about the evolution of these multi-host systems, like why would you bother you know, going through all these species. And they think that it actually is like this evolutionary defense of trying to, you know, maybe if it's a bad year for for ducks, I can live in this shrimp for a while. It's like it's it's like an insurance policy. Exactly. Yeah. Parasites are just so clever and they have so many cool ideas and, you know, they've just adapted in so many ways. It's fascinating. I'm bringing down the tone here, but I read, I read in a, in a scientific <laughs> journal, I read that you can trace pubic lice, human pubic lice, back to gorillas. 
Yeah, so uh, human pubic lice are very tightly evolved to humans, yeah. um, which is fascinating. And lice are one of those those species where they have closely adapted to exactly their host. So we don't normally catch lice from other mammals. There's um, a really cool study that came out where there was a, an outbreak of pubic lice, unfortunately, and um, they were trying to figure out what happened, and they thought it might have been from bats, but bats carry the other lineage, uh, and so they were able to eliminate it. But yeah, so we, we probably evolved with it. You know, when we were early hominids, we had a similar species composition in yes. our parasites. And then as we evolved, they evolved they with evolved us. And broke away. Yeah. Yeah. That's mad. And then they were saying that it was probably from us just sleeping in the same nests, not anything untoward. Like it was just <laughs> that the, the eggs or the, the adults might have just been hanging around. And then, as you say, we broke off. I found that really interesting. Anybody here had them? Uh, I have not, thankfully, knock on wood. No, thank God. I have. Oh, Aww. God. Fair play. It hurts. <laughs> and it was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. I got it from a mattress that I slept on in a squat in London in Aww. my early years. Yes, I know. I was 18. Come on. It um, happens. I, I, believe, oh. I believe they're an endangered species in the States now yes. because uh, their forests are being chopped down, so to speak. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah that's, that's that's really weird. Yeah. I think. Social commentary. I, I, I wonder is uh, habitat loss. Yeah, what about Peter? Are they going to go out and start protesting now? <laughs> Protect our parasites. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make the signs. Yeah. yeah. There's just so many amazing parasites, and they've just evolved so many different lifestyles and so many different ways of controlling their hosts, which yeah. is just the coolest. Amazing. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. Well, that was that was incredible. Yeah. I'm so glad you just randomly turned up outside the shed. Yeah. I mean, next time you need me, just send up the parasite <laughs> signal. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> just a worm in the sky. <laughs> Do you get a car with that? <laughs> the parasite mobile. That was fantastic. So will we leave that there for today? Yeah, and thank you so much for coming over. It was really cool yeah. to have you here. We head out for a cup of tea now. Yeah, I hope I haven't parasitized your time too much. <laughs> oh, no, no. oh my God. <laughs> You're here for days yeah, rolling out the cheesy numbers. I mean, the enthusiasm is infectious. Uh, <laughs> geez, just, this is so good. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. 
Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.